Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I am your other co-host, Madeline Davies. And this week, we are just doing an extended Dirtiest Dirt because, you know, just got back from the holidays. Our bellies are still full of turkey. Full of turkey and stuffing and potatoes, etc. No one wants to come on the week after Thanksgiving. No. Um, nor did we remember to plan having someone on the week <laughs> that, after Thanksgiving. That is true. Um, so. <laughs> so you got me. So that's that. Yeah, we do. We, we, we have, have an angel in the studio yeah, with we us. we didn't want you Thank to get you. too bored with us. So we have our very own Ellie Sheckett. In hello. the studio. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm so happy to be your last choice. <laughs> you no, are you're our first our, you're choice. the first choice of our bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> we like Maddie and I went through the Rolodex and we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, okay, Ellie will do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the you top, are. you're the top of the bottom yeah. of the barrel. So sweet. Yeah, thanks. It's a really good place to be. <laughs> Can I ask how everyone's Thanksgiving was? Mine was fine. I cooked a lot of food for a lot of people. And uh that was pretty much it. It was I was you know in a relatively decent mood and uh, went to bed early. That's all I, mean, I want. Yeah. What more can you ask? That's for? pretty much it. How was yours? Mine was good. I went to the country, mm-hmm. which um, and I was kind of glomming on to a friend. <laughs> so I was. It wasn't my family, and I think that's the best way to do yep. Thanksgiving. No offense to my family members who might be listening, because it's like not your drama. Everyone's very nice to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great. I will say. One thing I'm not thankful for is this morning. Okay. The barista. Uh oh. Talked me into a matcha latte. Oh what? Oh what god. I'm that? so sorry. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I guess like that is the that's quintessential first world problems. That's like more than first world problems. <laughs> that's like that's, a rarefied. Yeah, that's like sort of Prince of, of Arabia <laughs> world problems. Yeah, where it's I like, don't even know what that is. Yeah, that my barista talked me into a latte that I don't like. It's um. <laughs> The matcha is like a Japanese green tea powder. Yes. Oh. And it's very grassy. I do know what that is. I've had it I in. I know what a matcha is. There you go. Those, what are those little ice cream balls? <laughs> the called? mochi. The mochi. Yeah. I've had like matcha flavored mochi. Mm-hmm. And that's what this tastes like. Mm-hmm. But, but it's hot. okay. I'll drink it. Yeah, you're going to You'll finish it. Yeah. Maybe. I've, I've drank worse. I see you <laughs> drinking it. Yeah. Right I see here. it. It looks great. Sorry. So that's one thing I'm not thankful for. But I am <laughs> thankful for the right to complain about my. <laughs> Matcha latte. Um, Ellie, how was your holiday? It was good. I went home to Kentucky. I was just saying before we started recording that I set a bunch of paper towels on fire accidentally (laughs) and almost burned my house down, which was very exciting. I made a few dishes. I watched a lot of the 1995 Pride and Prejudice with my mom. I should have thought one gentleman's absence might have caused particular pangs. I can't imagine who you mean. I understood that certain ladies found the society of Mr. Wickham curiously agreeable. I'm so sorry. I'm neglecting you. Which we've seen, honestly, probably 12 times. But it seems like you didn't like it. What? No, I I love it. But also, like, every time I watch it, I have new, I have new takeaways. Right, you're getting older. You're you're older than Lizzie Bennet is now. I which is sort of a a weird feeling, okay? Because she was so that at least I guess that actress was so um, just had a lot of natural authority in my life. I feel <laughs> so it's weird to be like a full eight years older than her. Oh wow! I mean, you're probably I bet she the actress Jennifer L. Yeah, maybe she was thirty. I bet she was. She's definitely older than. She was then older than you are now. But the character, I think, is only supposed to be 21. What? Yeah, yeah and that's why she's like an old maid. She's oh, 21. Jesus. A very mature 21. Maybe 20. 21. I don't know. Maybe Jane's 21. <laughs> anyway, they're both like freshly in their 20s. Wow. And it's just like, we, oh, oh, no, the Bennett girls. <laughs> Christ. Fuck, we're going to be alone forever. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I love that miniseries. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the best miniseries out there. Anyway, I had a really exciting Thanksgiving <laughs> is is the takeaway here. Um, Ellie, how's Bunny? Bunny, my cat, um, mm-hmm. is great. 
if you guys don't know, um, why would you? Why, why, <laughs> in ca- in case you haven't heard the story of <laughs> me taking Bunny to Kentucky, oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> I took my cat Bunny to Kentucky in July because I was moving into an apartment that didn't allow cats, and it was a big adventure for both of us. <laughs> um, but Bunny is in Kentucky now. He's happy. He's a new man. Wow. He's running around outside. He's getting in all sorts of drama with the other cat. He's gained weight, weirdly. Mm. But Bunny and I had a good time. <laughs> it sounds like it was a really good, like a nice holiday reunion. It was. It was. For you and Bun. It was a loving reunion. That's good. Mm. I'm glad. Speaking of, I'm covered in cat hair. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Me too. Just uh, us. <laughs> wow. No, I don't even own a cat. Oh, yeah. It was funny. I was rec- I was recording something for the video team, and I was like, is there cat hair on this sweater? And and um, Phoebe, who was recording mm-hmm. me, was like, it's funny. You guys all ask me that because <laughs> we're all very cliche. Yeah, we're just like, like, am I covered in cat hair? Like, yeah, you are. It's okay. <laughs> is there a cat on me right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh boy, we're we're it's fun. Like, it's we're like the fun old lady, the old lady from The Simpsons that's always just like throwing her cats up <laughs> and speaking gibberish. People say she's crazy just because she has a few dozen cats. But can anyone who loves animals that much really be crazy? I'll just like have a cat in our bags by accident if like makes it to the office. Oh shit, Daisy. Um, Well, that's a cool update from us. Three cool women. Three cool active women. Our lives are very exciting, but not nearly as exciting as the dirty yester. Oh my god, <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of dirt. We do, we do. Um, let's start with some good news. I think. Yeah, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are engaged. It's a true life fairy tale. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We almost harmonized. Yeah, that was. I'm tone deaf, so. Oh. Um. <laughs> They're engaged. Yeah. This is um, as excited as I could get about a royal engagement. Yes. And I mean that in a positive way where it's like, I'm like, oh, that's that's the love of my excitement. I think it's weird, in my opinion, to get more excited than that, especially like as an American. I don't know. Maybe it's weird in England also. But it is nice to have like a bit of good news. (laughs) Something to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, we can all we can all fret about this new royal wedding that apparently is not going to be a bank holiday. Oh, Dang. according to our royal expert Kelly oh, really? Fairclough. Wow. Um, I think they're going to keep it kind of like cash. Yeah, as cash. Super cash. As it <laughs> this wedding is sure to be cash. It's <laughs> a simple courthouse affair. No big. <laughs> Do you think Peppa is just like seething that she like, or just like trying to find a way to be a part of this? Yes, one hundred percent. Can I be a bridesmaid? <laughs> she's gonna like knock like, out no, the maid of honor. No. Yeah, she's gonna like knock out the maid of honor and be like, "Hello, tis I, Pippa." Be like, "What? I don't." Okay, a lot of Pippa haters in here. Are you a Pippa fan? I don't know how I feel about Pippa. I haven't given Pippa. A speck of thought. In <laughs> Again, so that long. is the right. That's the right. <laughs> That's okay. I actually, I don't have anything against Pippa. Sure. I just find the uh, continued pushing of Pippa. Yes. Right. On us. Yes. And again, as that was exhausting. As Americans. I find it offensive. There was no, a I just, I, I, just, I find it annoying. Unpack that. There was a time when she was at like every tennis tournament. Yeah. Every single one around yep. the world. She was just there. She would be on GMA and shit all the time and just like. <laughs> the closest thing to a royal wedding as Pippa Middleton, who's the younger sister of the Duchess of Cambridge, ties the knot today. Yeah, Dan's been talking about this story all morning. This is Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so they're engaged. Apparently the wedding is going to happen in spring of 2018. In May, right? May. I think so, yeah. Fast. The corgis love her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was a big, a big thing. thing, right. apparently. The queen's corgis, which are very mean, when she when Meghan had tea with Queen Elizabeth II, they apparently just they flopped her. down at her feet. Whereas Harry, they barked at Harry, he said, all 33 years of his life. She's an incredible woman. And the, and the corgis took to you straight away. 
Yeah. <laughs> Over the last 33 years being barked at, this one walks in absolutely nothing. Just laying on just my feet during tea. It was very sweet. Was like, oh. Poor Harry. Poor Harry. Life is hard, Harry. <laughs> I have a little sympathy for that, but I'm very happy for them. Um, yeah. What do we know about Meghan Markle? I don't, I feel like I've just seen her name a lot, but mm. I don't actually know a ton. About, I know that she was just like starred on the world's worst show. I'm Rachel Zane. I'll be giving you your orientation. Wow, you're pretty. Good. You've hit on me. We can get it out of the way that I'm not interested. I love you. I think I know some people at work who love suits. I know really? some people I think who. Kara Brown loves suits. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've only seen like one episode, so I guess I can't pass judgment. You can't call it the world's worst show. Sure, fine, whatever. (laughs) I have a lot of strong ideas about what that show is that may or may not be correct. You can stand (laughs) down from that opinion until you... uh, um, What else do we know about her? We know her estranged half-sister is writing... a real bitch. Yeah, it's a real (laughs) fucking bitch. She's writing a book, a memoir called like Something, something pushy princess. Yeah, she's writing like a shitty memoir about her sister. Yeah. Cool. About her sister's life as a biracial woman, about her family's, um, you know, her family and the civil rights movement, I believe, is also going to be in the book. But it's definitely called the the phrase pushy princess. Is involved in the title. Is in the title. Wow. So that's shitty for her, Megan Markle. I do think that you are onto something when you say, what do we know about her? Because watching their interview, her and Harry's Mm. interview about the engagement, I was like, oh, she is so perfectly media trained. Right. Mm. It's a standard, typical night for us. It's a cozy night. What were we doing? Just roasting chicken and having... Roasting chicken. Trying to roast chicken. (laughs) Trying to roast chicken. And it was just just an amazing surprise. It was so sweet and, and natural and very romantic. He got on one knee. Was it an instant yes from you? Yes. As a matter of fact, I could barely let you finish proposing. I was like, can I say yes now? She didn't even let me finish. She said, can I say yes? Can I say yes now? And then then there was hugs and I had the ring in my finger. And I was like, can I I give you the ring? She goes, oh, yes, the ring. (laughs) So, no, it was was a really nice moment. It was just the two of us. And um, I think I managed to catch catch her by surprise as well. She's very confident. Mm -hmm. She has these statements that are... You know, like you cannot really find a way in to, you know, weasel into them. Right. She has been prepped and prepared Mm -hmm. and she, you know, was there for it and she was on. And I was like, God, that's like the palace's dream. It's true. Yeah. And they've been working on Harry's PR for some time now because he was, if you'll recall, not a very good representative. Sure, the Nazi incident? Sure, sure, right. yeah. And yeah. the, like, the Afghanistan stuff. Oh, right. I mean, so the Nazi incident is he went to a party that's theme was in bad taste and he dressed as a Nazi. And he really went there. He Which really... He went there hard. He dove in. It's um, like, I respect the bravery. I feel like the idea behind it... The con... Yeah. No. Maybe you should have thought about that Maybe a little. Maybe yeah. just need a little workshopping. Maddie, the one like th- note that I wrote about her was that she seems very qualified for this job. <laughs> She's very like publicly poised. I mean, I don't know. She, this is what she's going to have to do for the rest of her life now is just mm-hmm. be this. Um, this, And she seems, like, pretty good at it already. So, yeah, I find that very interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time there's ever been a non-white person in the British royal family? I think, I think so, yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. So, looking at this Washington Post article, it appears that there's a suspicion, or some historians uh, believe, that Queen Charlotte of many moons ago was of African descent. And so Meghan Markle might not be the first uh, person, first multiracial royal. But, oh, I mean, but at the same time, I think she, like, as far as public knowledge goes yeah. and as far as PR goes, yeah. is. That's how they're going to. I mean, I saw a lot of articles um, from like the Guardian, from various UK media, that was like, "This is a win for biracial women everywhere." Like it was the the way they were handling um, her background was not awesome. It's kind of funny <laughs> in that, like, not funny. It, it's grotesque, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's the real world is in the this is the real world, but like Queen Elizabeth was queen when Great Britain basically owned Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, colonialism was still, like— It's fresh. It was still flourishing under Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Which I guess I don't have a point there. But well, it's just it a, is kind of weird. That the, just that, like, the British royal family are 
a huge uh, proponent of racism. No, um, <laughs> are huge perpetuators of like racist systems. Yes, and so it'll be interesting to see if this is like a disruption of that, or if it just right. is sort of brushed over as like most things. British infractions are. She's also the um, first American royal since is. Am I right to say since Wallace Simpson? I think you are correct. Um, yes. Who was sort of like low-key a little bit of a Nazi. Mm, a Nazi was. sympathizer, Ellie. <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, for as much as like an arbitrary system of government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as that goes, like it's like a it's a dumb thing, but it's an institution. And yeah. so it's kind of cool that she's going to she's shaking it up a little she bit. She is. No, that yeah. is that is a fun. That is a nice thing. That is a good thing. She, um, I looked at her Instagram really briefly, and it's just full of, like, inspirational sayings, mm. which is feels—I mean, maybe that—I don't know. That was interesting to me. It's, like, a lot of, like, cursive yeah. oh, like, thoughts. I, cursive thoughts over says, sunsets. Yeah. Yeah, there's one that says, mm, be awesome today, and another that says— be the change you wish to see in the world. Well, There's know, a lot I've, of like food pictures. She can now enforce she can that. She can do be whatever. That change. She can. Will she keep acting? Do we think? I know she quit suits. I don't know if they'll let her. Hmm. So she's not going to be a princess. She's going to be like a duchess, right? Yes, um, because of how all that shit works, which is very confusing to me. But I know. She, so she's not going to be Princess Meghan. She's going to be like Duchess Meghan of blah blah blah. Yeah. So maybe. Because she's not a princess, because she's not Kate Middleton, she will still be able to, like, do some shit. Like, maybe she'll be in, like, a play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe On the West End. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe she'll just do a lot of philanthropy. I don't know. It's not like she has, like, a a long and, like— Illustrious. Illustrious acting career. I'm very judgmental. I just don't—I have feelings about suits. I just do. (laughs) You've seen one episode. (laughs) I don't know. It made a deep impression. (laughs) Clearly. What is the—since you—have you seen an episode of Suits, Maddie? Um, No. What's the plot, Ellie? Like, what's the general—give me the— Honestly— this is embarrassing, but could I can't 100% tell you what the plot of Suits sure. is. It's right. just, it's like two guys that are like bros and like they're both like hot in different ways and they are wearing suits and they work at a, <laughs> at a high power job. Does she also wear a suit? Uh, yeah. Okay. She's like, she's works in whatever office. In industry. In, in what, I don't know. Guys, <laughs> maybe watch it for yourself. Okay. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> One part of this story that I find very funny, because this is, like, a very, like, Prince Harry move, it seems, Mm. um, is that he, like, found her on Instagram. Is that what happened? They were set up on a blind date, I thought. Yeah, because his friend— Oh, my God. They had a mutual friend, and Uh. he saw her in one of the mutual friend's pictures and was like, I really would like to meet her. Whoa. That's what he says happened. And then I think she was, like— Conspiracy theorist over here. What do you think happened? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure that that's what happened, or maybe they were set up by like palace palace officials. Palace officials. The palace matchmaker. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe not. I'm, I, I'll take the met face value. I guess. But, I guess <laughs> I find the Instagram one like more un- like, unseemly. Uh, me too. As far as like the palace goes. Yeah. Or uh, just like he was like, "Ooh, look at that, honey." Yeah. It's like <laughs> I want that one. And then, like, someone made it happen. Now they're getting, now they're engaged. After a year and a half, that's such a short time. Yeah. I mean, but I guess, like, if you date in sort of like a weird pressure cooker situation, yeah. maybe you figure things out sooner. It's such later. a short engagement, also. Like, they're only going to be engaged for six months. I guess it's, I don't know if that's short for royals. Right. But for most people, are engaged for like a year. Yeah. Just to like see so your time. I guess they have professionals planning it. the wedding, so they don't need. Yeah. I don't think they really have to think about much. They don't have to like right. rent a venue. Yeah, they don't have to like be on the phone during work to like their florist, <laughs> like yelling about like the table arrangements or you know tasting cake on their lunch break. Well, two of the three of us are happy for them. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy for them. So, <laughs> Megan and Harry. Dirt cast is happy for you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, if you, you know, just uh, we, can, we can't be held responsible for the no. for the comments of our guests. I mean, my, okay. well, we do know where we got her from, right? So I'm just asking questions, <laughs> and you know, and that's good. I appreciate that instinct. Thank you. <laughs> Thank 
next on our list. Um, so I put this in there just because it was really cute. It is, yeah. Um, but basically, Tiffany Haddish, uh, the breakout star of Girls Trip, met Barbara Streisand for some reason <laughs> and explained to Barbara Streisand about Cardi B <laughs> Uh, for some reason, and Why then not? <laughs> tweeted at Cardi B saying that this had happened, and then Babs quote tweeted it, retweeted it, and then Cardi B put it on Instagram. It's really good. <laughs> and one is just like, yeah, it's just it's like a very like modern snake eating its own no, tail. All best friends, um, but it's so cute. It's I so love it. cute. It's I love really it. Nice. And everyone involved was so excited. <laughs> Like, who would have guessed? I just love the idea of Tiffany Haddish explaining Cardi B to Barbara Streisand. Right, like she's a rapper from the Bronx. Right. She, has she a was a song. stripper and then she became successful Boom. through Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> Bodak Yellow is a song. Here, let me sing some of it for you. Yeah. I get the money and go. This shit is hot like a stove. My pussy glitter is gold. So that little bitch play her role. I just a rope in no rolls. I just came up in a rave. I need to fill up the tank. No, I need to fill up the safe. I need to let all these hoes know that none of their niggas is safe. I go to dinner and steak. Now she's engaged to Offset of Migos. Okay, and the, Migos. And the, yeah. Let me explain that. <laughs> and Barbara Streisand just sitting there with her reading glasses on like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, mm-hmm. people, yep. people who need people. <laughs> um, I hope they're friends forever. It's it's surprising to me that like Co- Cardi B was like, holy shit, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Which I love equally. That's nice. And I want to imagine, you know how Barbara Streisand has a, a mall in her basement? Yes. Um, no. Oh my god. What? Oh my god. I so, didn't know that. It's a really great fun at fact. At her like ranch in California, Barbara Streisand has a mall in her basement, but basically it's like it's built to like look like an old-time shopping street. So there's <laughs> like, like a high street. Yeah, what? so it's like cobblestone. Um and then there's like a fake blue sky and there's lamps and all that shit. Um and then it's like the dress shop and it's all of her costumes from stuff. And then there's the doll shop, and it's her doll collection. Because, you know. So there aren't, like, people working there. No, 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 no. She's not, like, going shopping in her basement. An actor named uh, Michael Yuri Uri, maybe I could Ugly Betty. Yeah, he did a <laughs> one-man show where he played the one employee of Barbara Streisand's <laughs> mall. And it, I never got to see it. Oh, but, my God. Um, it sounded <sighs> incredible. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so no one, like, works down there except for maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a storage unit, but fancy. Um, wow. Yeah, but a I love mall. that woman. Yeah, what just, a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah, she just is like, and I want like imagining James Brolin just being like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Barbara." He just like walks through and like touches all the dolls occasionally, and like runs his hand down the row of sequin dresses <laughs> and comes back upstairs. <laughs> I wonder, like, does he get a store? He might. There's probably like James's a, place. Yeah, there's like a haberdash, like a man, like it's a, a man store, it's a saloon. Exactly. He's <laughs> got his collection a of bolo single ties. Hat rack. <laughs> <laughs> Hats and a bunch of bolo ties. That's what I envision. And like some shoes. Nice. Yeah. A cage for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Accused wife beater, Josh oh Brolin. <laughs> they throw him like a heel of stale bread every other week. And some I water. That. I would love that. That'd be nice. Um, but hopefully they're all friends now. And it'd be great if Babs and Tiffany were invited to Cardi B's wedding. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. What if what if Barbara Streisand performed at Cardi B's wedding? <laughs> I would actually you I would, would have die. to yeah, I was gonna say you'd have to bury me in a grave. Yeah. It would be over. <laughs> that would be incredible. I mean, it's probably picturing it now. It's good, right? It's really, <laughs> it's really good. good. It's really at least nice. terribly wistful. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> um, so that's fun for Can you them. see it, Papa? <laughs> um, here's some news that some I— more good news. More excellent news, <laughs> I would say. Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky have broken up. Good for you, Jennifer. Woo! Free yourself. Thank God. From the clutches of that auteur. <laughs> <laughs> From his indoor scarves. She keeps dating all these sad boners. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was like Chris Martin before that. Oh, that's right. Oh, but she was dating um what that cute little English fella. He was cute. That Who? was cute and normal. But then um fuck, what's it? he was in about a boy like, and then he was in Skins. Yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Nicholas Holt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She was dating 
that cutie Nicholas oh, Holt. Oh, I love that cutie Nicholas Holt. There was, was that really appropriate. I thought he totally. was appropriate. Yeah. Well, and there was that adorable picture of when she got the Oscar nod for Winter's Bone, uh-huh. and it was a picture of her finding out in her house and. She's from I Kentucky, know this right? <laughs> um, and uh, just inexplicably, Nicholas Holt is in the back on rollerblades. What? He's oh just like God. cheering, and like she's like everyone's so what? excited, and he's like cheering, but he's I've just never seen this. wearing rollerblades. Yeah, that's really oh, cute. that's how. See, I want her to go back to that vibe because yeah. Darren Aronofsky, how she dated him for basically like the duration of like what the filming of Mother, the. No, they started dating after at the end post of mother. mother. Post mother. Post well, mother. There, no, there was a lot of uh, stories. Oh, tabloid stories about oh. them starting them starting dating Before, during production. Right. During production. Okay. Well, the official story that she's telling is that they started dating after production, but right. That is not yeah. what in touch told me. <laughs> I mean, my guess is that the endless and nightmarish promotion cycle for mother, <laughs> mother. <laughs> Um, well, ruined them. Well, there's and this he's disgusting. Quote that she told, like, so this is from IndieWire, and it's about how at the end of the day, this is Jennifer Lawrence saying this. We'd be on tour together. I'd come back to the hotel, and the last thing I'd want to talk about or think about was the movie. And he comes back, and that's all he wants to talk about. God. I was doing double duty of trying to be a supportive partner while also being like, "Can I please, for the love of God, not think about mother <laughs> for one second? <laughs> Um, Was this told as like a fun anecdote while they were mm, still together? Uh, I don't know. It's, it has the vibe of like something she would say on like the Tonight Show. Yeah, <laughs> like be pre-breakup. Yeah. But also like cause of breakup. Yeah, right. with like a dark undercurrent of like, help me. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is common with older men who date younger women. But like imagine being however many years older than your partner, mm-hmm. what, 12 years older? I don't know how old he is. You know, or... he's 48 and she's 27. Oh, okay. Jesus. So, okay. So, so sometime. quite a... So decades older than your partner. Right. And you're the needy one. God. Again, I think that that happens a lot. Yeah. But it's also just like, God, that is depressing. Sucks. Sucks. It's tough. And I I mean, I believe that Jennifer Lawrence is probably mature for her age a little bit where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, she grew up in Hollywood. You grow up fast. <laughs> um <laughs> But he just seems like such a weenie. He seems just he. he is I mean, a maybe weenie. she's a weenie. I don't know. But she at least seems like she has a sense of humor. Yeah, I I don't think she's as much of a weenie as he is. Obviously, he appears to take himself very seriously, seriously, which is why this relationship never made sense to me because mm. she's that's like her whole thing is not taking herself seriously, right. and it, you would think he she would like hate someone like that. The image she portrays, right. No. The, like miss like miss like poop fart beer, <laughs> not fucking yeah. be dating Darren Aronofsky, or like thinking about her trying to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians while he's like working on his pieces, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like eating the end of his indoor scarf in oh. stress. Our coworker Joanna, oh, um, amazing for Halloween, dressed up as Darren Aronofsky, was, and her partner uh, dressed up as her male partner dressed up as Jennifer Lawrence. It was, and it was very very it was really a wonderful, really, really, a really good Halloween. Really Costume. He also dated Rachel. He was married he was to Rachel married Weiss, to Rachel right? Weiss, yeah. For a while. Is, in my opinion, they the have, most beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. Life. They have a child together. They do. Mm. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just do that for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, like, I don't even know what that meant. Yeah, it's coming from me. We all just leaned <laughs> into it. Just, yeah, we just, uh, I just followed your lead. It's nice to have a transition noise. So I have a brief Bad Men update featuring one of my favorite people in the entire universe, Lena Dunham. One You're of a her, huge fan. Love her. Um, one of her writers on the show Girls, a man named Murray Miller, was accused of sexual assault by Aurora Perrineau, who's the daughter of Michael Perrineau, who's an actor that has been in Lost and a variety of other things that I cannot think of at this time. Uh Murray denied the allegation, saying after being contacted several weeks ago by lawyers who, on Ms. Perrineau's behalf, sought substantial monetary damages from him, Mr. Miller's legal team gathered overwhelming evidence directly contradicting these false and offensive claims. Instead of doing what she should have done, which was be quiet. Never her skill. Never her. No, she does not know when it is okay to not say something because she thinks it's okay to say something always. Lena Dunham and Jenny Conner issued a 
very dumb statement in defense of uh, their writer. It says, During the windfall of deeply necessary accusations over the last few months in Hollywood, we have been thrilled to see so many women's voices heard and dark experiences in this industry justified. It's a hugely important time of change, and like every feminist in Hollywood and beyond, we celebrate. During every time of change, there are also incidences of the culture and its enthusiasm and zeal taking down the wrong targets. We believe, having worked closely with him for more than half a decade, that this is the case with Murray Miller. While our first instinct is to listen to every woman's story, our insider knowledge of Murray's situation makes us confident that sadly this accusation is one of the 3% of assault cases that are misreported every year. It is a true shame to add to that number, as outside of Hollywood, women still struggle to be believed. We stand by Murray, and this is all we'll be saying about this issue. I love, like, this is all we'll be saying about this it issue, and you just said a shit ton. Just yeah, so it also fucking much. seems like their first instinct was to release this statement very quickly. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a statement came out immediately. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's, it's very, to project on her, it's very Lena, it seems, where mm-hmm. it's... I believe women, women are, you know, women, women, this women. very like, you know, white feminist philosophy that she puts forward all the time. And then it only goes as far as until it's her friend who's accused. Yeah. I mean, then I don't know what she knows. Maybe she does know something. Right. But also shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Just be quiet. Talking? It's OK to not have a. No one would know who Murray Miller was if she didn't make that statement. Right. right. And he also spoke out pretty forcefully on his own behalf and and like she didn't need to she needs to like bolster it exactly it's very streisand effecty where it's like now we know now we know who he is and now there is this you know heat on the situation which i don't know she made it worse she made it worse like she does with everything it was already bad and then myself into a fire every time i read about this I mean, I I agree. Exhausting. But then it also, is. like she does with everything, she then backtracked and issued an apology, oh, which was an effusive apology. It's quite <laughs> as well, annoying it's, as. Oh, it's so long. Um, okay, I'll read. She did it on Twitter. It's two images. I will just read the first one because I think it's more irritating. As feminists, we live and die by our politics, and believing women is the first choice we make every single day when we wake up. Therefore, I never thought I would issue a statement publicly supporting someone accused of sexual assault, but I naively believed it was important to share my perspective on my friend's situation as it has transpired behind the scenes over the last few months. I now understand that it was absolutely the wrong time to come forward with such a statement, and I am so sorry. We have been given the gift of powerful voices. By speaking out, we are putting our thumb on the scale, and it was wrong. We regret this decision with every fiber of our being. It's just so heavy-handed. And Fucking so it's heavy-handed and shallow at the same time, which is very hard to— That's impressive. Also, <laughs> we all identify as, as feminists. Yeah. When you wake up every it's not day— not the first thing I think about. It's definitely not the like, first— You're like, women! No, it's usually like, who's in the bathroom? Because I really have to pee. Yeah, we're just like, nah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to report on Lena Dawn on the day. So what is she doing work-wise? Excuse me? (laughs) Like, why why does she feel the need to, like, just talk all the time? Because she's not doing anything work-wise. Go promote your dumb white people in Japan movie. You know, go do that. Go make some art. Because that at least, like, we have to criticize through that critic like you know through, through the artistic that, lens right you know go do what you're supposed what you supposedly do what you like love doing what you like tell us that you love doing all the fucking time yeah, rather is, like, than talking art. about it i don't know maybe that's just a quality i see in myself so i'm projecting on Lena. <laughs> but it just i don't know it's it's hard where my take on girls has always been it's neither as good or as bad as people say it is um, yeah, where I think like, it's like decent yeah. at times, boring at other times, mm-hmm. but for the most part, fine. It's a show where it's just like at least then like there was something that you could actually reflect on and think about. Well, she's tried to make herself into this kind of feminist icon and then she keeps like over and over and over again running up against mm-hmm. like the realities of that responsibility. <laughs> right. Yeah. And coming up short. Right. Which is fine. It's fine to make mistakes and to learn from them, but it also doesn't seem like she learns from them. I don't it, know. I, she, she just apologizes like 
quite so frequently. There's like a new Twitter account that's called Lena Dunham Apologizes. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's like an apology generator. There's always such an outrage cycle around her. And I can't really tell if that if there's something like she kind of wants that or if she just cannot help it. Like she can't help bringing that on herself. I don't know. I do think that's one of the funniest mistakes the Clinton campaign made, you know, beyond just like not going to Michigan, right. Wisconsin, <laughs> sure. um, which wasn't <clears throat> funny. I think the, one of the funniest things she did was to like be like, I'll get Lena Dunham to stump for me. Oh, my God. Hello, I'm going to be in Virginia and D.C. today campaigning for Hillary Clinton. Don't worry. I'll take off my pin that says drugs before then because I don't even do drugs. <laughs> that'll get the youth. That'll get the youth's. People love her. Voting. Yeah. It definitely and it got just, like two youths voting. Yeah. <laughs> a youth and a half was like, okay. Also, fine. like the demographics she speaks to are probably the ones that are already registered yeah. to vote as Democrats. Yeah. And so it's just like, what a what a dumb misreading of youth culture. Oh. Yeah. Lena Dunham does not represent youth culture. And she just like was like on the trail, like wearing her like Pant crazy suits. little crazy little outfits, you know, like her old time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. What a nightmare to relive. If I was like a twenty one year old in I don't wherever. Right. Chicago or yeah. Milwaukee mm-hmm. or when anywhere, I'd just be like, huh? Like, fuck, what is this? Um, so yeah, Lena Dunham will continue to do this. Everything's fine. Goodbye, Lena. Take a break. Love, Megan. (laughs) That's all. next thing I don't know shit about. That's why I have my two experts. This is yeah, more on the apology. More apology stuff. <laughs> Walk me through this, ladies. So, Stassi Schroeder. Stassi Schroeder. She's kind of the, was the queen bitch of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, she's taken a little bit of a tumble as of late. I would say a dramatic tumble. Right. She very much went from woman on top to outcast to like crawling back for this like group of horrible people's uh, pleasure. Um, oh my god! Yeah, Stasi started out as I mean, first of all, Vanderpump Rules. If you're not familiar, is a show about a bunch of servers at a restaurant called Sir, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant, um, and they have over time I mean at the beginning of the show they were all like 24 25 I mean Jax was like 37 but they were (laughs) they were like young and their drama was real and now they've sort of aged and they've all gotten like fillers and it's a little weird but um Stassi at the beginning was I think stuck out because she's a weird combination of like extremely ignorant and also very witty yes that's a perfect description of her I think she has more intellectual capacity than she has ever used, probably. Anyway, so that's Stassi. She's blonde. She loves spray tans. She's um, She got a chin implant, which she loves to talk about. What does it look like? It looks good. She had kind of a round face. Then I got a chin implant. Yes. That fixed that. In high school, I was kind of a weirdo. Like, I was this goth kind of girl. I dyed my hair jet black. For my senior graduation, my parents gave me a chin implant. People then started approaching me about modeling. Obviously, guys started approaching me a lot more. It was just a big change. Nice. She, she honestly looks good with a chin implant. <laughs> I don't know. How, okay, great. Stassi also, I mean, the show is like super misogynistic in a lot of ways. Women call each other whores a lot. And that whore who has done a is selling her brain. Like, she's f***ing done. Those are horrible people. Husband stealing, fame whoring piece of shit. Sorry. The whore comments, the slut comments, they're bullies. I don't know. There's like, Stassi definitely like, at one point, um, a few seasons back, Stassi backhanded Kristen across the face and called her a dirty fucking whore. (laughs) (laughs) After Kristen slept with Jax while Stassi and Jax were thinking about getting back together. You are a liar. No one believes you. You are a dirty fucking whore. You. You are disgusting. Get the Walk. out of here. Walk away right now, little girl. Get the 
Honestly, that sounds I watched wonderful. it pretty closely. Oh, thank you. Um, but Stasi basically has like always thought of herself as like an instrument of justice. Oh, I yeah. Think. She definitely thinks that she's like, I'm cutting through the bullshit. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm the one who actually sees this clearly and uh, I'm the one who's going to, you know, set it straight no matter how wow. mean or horrible I have to be. Oh, my right. God. She's always like doling out punishments and issuing judgments and shutting people out. Like she's very right. much just like. She's like a mean seventh grader. Oh, yeah. wow. She sounds incredible. She was on, before Vanderpump Rules, she was on a different reality show on The N <laughs> um, that was like literally about being a mean girl and trying to be rehabilitated. Oh. Didn't Jesus. Work. Didn't work. Good. No. Okay. So Stasi has a lot of internalized misogyny. It was one thing to start out okay. with. Great. Got um, it. She has a podcast. I've never really listened to it. It's called Straight Up with Stassi. Mm. <laughs> she As apparently the- calls her listeners Khaleesi's. This is Straight Up with Stassi. All right, Dracaris bitches. Um, I laugh every time I say that. You're not a Game of Thrones <laughs> person, are you? No, but yeah. I laugh every time Whatever. someone Dracar. calls you Khaleesi. Uh, it's, it's the best. I, I don't, wait, you and or I. Or they were, call themselves or introduce themselves to you as a Khaleesi. It makes my fucking day. I think it's awesome. My year. <laughs> she because her apology. I'm, okay, well, first of all, Maddie, will you explain like what? Why is she happened? apologizing? So this is. It's a little difficult difficult to summarize because yeah. um, this was on her last week's podcast, which she took down almost immediately the second she started to get any flack for it. The title of the episode was, Are We on a Male Witch Hunt? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Holy shit. The answer is no. In which, uh, <laughs> no, madam. We are not. Yeah, no. <laughs> they came to um, a different conclusion. <laughs> uh, and her uh, co-host for the day was Jennifer Hoffner, who uh, runs Pucker and Pout, which for— <laughs> the fuck uh, is that? That's a great question. Pucker and um, Pout is Katie Maloney's beauty website and— that's all we know about this woman. That's all I is, need to know. Thank yeah. you. That's great. Um, she's some chick. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So all of this has been like summarized in like fan blog posts because it was so quick. Sure. Um, so apparently she called her friend Jennifer an expert on the subject mm-hmm. of sexual harassment, mm. <laughs> even though it both of them say that they have never in their lives been sexually harassed. I've never ever had a situation where I've felt unsafe right. or sexually harassed or touched or anything. And I made a joke and I was like, well, does that mean I'm not cute? Like, That's what's wrong I, with me? Like, I'm why like, was am I not? Was I not hot? And like, I've wondered this, too. I've been very lucky that in me too in the well, in the industry that I've never had anyone be inappropriate with me. Same. Um, and so the question was, are we in a male witch hunt? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer for them was All yes. This oh. stuff started coming out where. It's now like a man witch witch hunt. Okay, it's like the Salem witch trials, but for men. It really is. (laughs) Which is funny because um, again, like I love that construction. The people can't get enough of it. Also, when men were killed during the Salem witch trials. True. Um, Also, true. And a dog, I think. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. Also, the difference is that these people are guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and key difference. And those people were not witches. Sure, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot so of differences. That really just shifts it up, which is right. why, like, the whole witch hunt term has always like, been so awesome. stupid. Okay, great. Got it. But then uh, Stasi apparently said Again, half the things are true, half the people are actual victims, but then there are also all of these little illegitimate stories. Yes, because they want publicity. Right. Oof. And it's like, that's something you would do. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not something most people would do. Oh, my God. I don't really know what, who can say what Stasi was basing that alleged statement on. Um, she has released, like, multiple apologies for this podcast. I mean, what else? She said so many things. Um, yeah. She said, like, no one can make me suck someone's dick. No. How do you, how is that even possible we without a gun out. to your head? Or like a knife to your throat. I, I don't. I don't understand. So I, I, my opinion on a lot of these. You could bite too. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Like there are ways to get out of. Do you know how many? Like it, it's the easiest thing to just be like, no, I don't. No, no, no. But I'm reading all these stories of women who 
they were making out with this person and then they were forced to go down on him. And I, I, it blew, I'm like, wait, that how sounds like he thought you liked it right. because you were making out with right. him. But now, years later, when it's now a trend to say, hashtag me too, you're going to come out and say that you were sexually assaulted? That, that So many years no, later. No, because you felt embarrassed that you did that. <laughs> yeah. She said that um, oh my God. her friends are all hot enough to be sexually harassed, but no one does it because uh, they're unapproachable. Maybe that's why that's never happened to us before, because we both have this thing about us where, like, I feel like people know not to mess with us. I think I do, too. That might be it. It's not that we're not cute. Yeah, it's I'm going to go with that. Oh, yeah, because okay. I'd like to believe that, that I'm hot enough to, like, you know, have someone be like, maybe I'll try something. But <laughs> are you? Yeah, she said me. men are scared now. You know? I, I completely they really are. She this also, like, used some acronym that stands for <laughs> hooker, actress, model, stripper, trainer, entertainer, runaway. She calls it hamsters, um, which she and this other woman claim make up most of the women in L.A. What am I doing wrong? Should I be a hamster? Should I be winning at the hamster? Should I be a hamster? It's just like it's sort of like listening to two extremely rude 11-year-old boys <laughs> try to explain. I mean, I, I guess I haven't technically listened to them, but this is what it sounds like. Right. right. Um, trying to explain something they don't understand at all. It's really sort of crazy. And Stasi also has a a, a literal plot line on the show of, of her ex-boyfriend trying to shop around a sex tape of her. The whole sex tape thing, like, shook my world. After I broke up with Jax, I started dating this guy who I hear that he's showing tons of people a video of myself alone, touching myself. Which is, would seem like something like that would make you a little bit more empathetic towards women who are victimized by men, but it doesn't, it seems like she sort of had the opposite takeaway. I don't really know. And not to trivialize it, didn't... um, the Vanderpumps, like, pay him off with $900. Yeah. I see it was, like, $700 or something. What? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, what is this fucking show? Who are the? Oh, my Lord. So on her podcast, Dossi also <laughs> said, Christ. this is what we're all saying in private. Oh, it is. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. She, they talk about Roman Polanski. Yeah. Jennifer, I mean, this is from the Buzz uh, write-up that's on BuzzFeed. <clears throat> um, Jennifer apparently said... You know, her mother was there. She took her to the party. It went down to the party. Like, she never said no. It was consensual. Like, this is a minor. It was a 12-year-old yeah. who had been drugged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But she's an expert, guys, so. Sure. Cool. Yeah, it's, so uh, a lot of advertisers started getting scared off. and Definitely. Um, yeah, Rent the Runway was like, fuck, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Um, she, uh, has issued a number of apologies. Mm. I will say before she issued an apology, someone asked why she deleted it. And she Mm. said, because apparently a lot of people aren't ready for it yet. Okay. And that's kind of like her apologies basically do sort of say, like, clearly she feels so censored. Like that's sort of the brunt of her apologies is like, I'm so sorry if I've been anybody like, you guys aren't ready for my amazing opinions yet. <laughs> um, she, no. like, she, Stasi's really good at, like, really upsetting people and being a victim at the same time. Yeah, she, like, <laughs> cannot sort of handle her. any backlash in any way. Oh, or wow. she just collapses like a dying star. She says, it, it was irresponsible for me to make generalized statements about a very serious topic, such as sexual harassment, as it is not my place to speak about anyone else's experiences. <clears throat> Um, I apologize. I will continue to speak my mind on my podcast, but we'll put more thought behind my dialogue moving forward. Another thing that's on her website is <laughs> starts with Dear Khaleesi's, <laughs> which I still don't understand. I really maybe enjoy I, that part maybe the I most. Would. Um, I think she like sees uh, sees herself in Khaleesi. In Khaleesi. Wow. Um, so one of the things she says is, I have always been about justice. <laughs> I would never protect a sexual predator. I would find ways to burn sexual predators alive in boiling oil. What? Mm. Would you? This is about an abuse of power. Men have abused their power and women have abused their power. And now with social media, the abuse of power is rampant. <laughs> so she's like sort of all over the place. She's, uh... I don't know. Like, she's such a living example of a stupid asshole who was cast on a reality show to be that. Stupid ass what? 
Asshole? Oh, asshole. I think you said a stupid asshole. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. oh, wow. No, I did not. She's cast on a show because she was, you know, is is comfortable being offensive and she's funny and mean and and sort of ignorant. And then she subsequently develops a real platform and real influence and says, like, some fucked up shit. <laughs> it also is very funny because it's uh, she's mistaking the attention she got from the show for admiration, right? which is not necessarily. So she thinks of herself as like, yeah, I am the voice of a certain group of people, which maybe she is, but. I think that's a common, I I would imagine that a lot of reality TV stars that are sort of loved for how awful they are, just sort of interpret that as real admiration. Right, like it's a common delusion. (laughs) Like it seems like that's, I don't know. I think that like Ramona Singer probably thinks she's deeply beloved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, as someone who has like a picture with Stassi, I suppose it's like I've perpetuated that. Yeah, I mean, we we aren't not fans of the show. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, but I guess that shows that there's always like two different versions of ways to watch things. Right, but and this isn't the show. This is like her. This is like Stassi, not associated with. Vanderpump, right? It's like yeah. This her is her thing. podcast that she has. This is like her what she's sort of. She's translated her success on the show into a podcast, mm. and uh, sounds like it's not the best. <laughs> um, I will say so. Ariana, who is kind of Stassi's enemy on the show, <laughs> yeah. Ariana is like. Well, I don't know how to explain her because she is. She's probably the one who, in real life, you would get along with the best. Right. She's like the most grounded. Okay. She is like has like pretty cool opinions about things. Wow. She's like very woke. So um, woke. My God. She's like, she's also doesn't freak out. Like, and it's really funny to watch her have an argument with one of the other cast members because their like emotions are so outsized. And Ariana's <laughs> just like, why are you yelling? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really entertaining. Yeah. She's very like, I don't know. She dates Tom Sandoval, which is one which of the things where you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but she's, she, in for the most part, like in real life, I think, she maybe is, like, kind of not the most interesting mm-hmm. for TV, but in real life, she probably is the best person. To, to hang out with Relatively. you have to. Yeah. She also okay. told me that she liked my jacket when oh I met God. her, so I will wow. always wow. remember. That's nice. But she issued so a— a little yeah. bias over here. I, yeah. I am, literally, I think I've said this before. All you have to do is compliment me, and You're I will like, be like— oh, well, she's not that bad. That's weird. Um <laughs> But so oh she posted a statement to Instagram stories okay. about this. Okay. And she's actually called out Stassi before. Oh, she has. Okay. Yeah. Because Stassi has uh, said some like really fucked up stuff about what was it? Black Lives Matter, I think. She's, yeah, was it that? She's like yeah. said some like really fucked up racial stuff and just. Yeah, she's Stassi's like racist. She's also. a Republican from she sounds Louisiana. Like a mess. Is she actually a Republican? Mess. I don't know if she is, but her dad on the show definitely has like been like an open Republican. He's a gun. You're not a Democrat, are you? No. All right. (laughs) Yeah, no. The fact that I remember a scene with her dad telling her new boyfriend, Frank, that he's a Republican. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Thank you. TBT Frank. (laughs) This is what Ariana, our our dear friend Ariana, Mm -hmm. has to say. I'm disappointed but not surprised to hear about Stassi's comments on the hashtag MeToo movement, given her insensitive comments in the past. With only 2% of uh, reported sexual assaults shown to be false accusations, it is absurd to insinuate otherwise. This climate, the, uh, sorry, this climate, the internalized misogyny, is one of many reasons women, women never come forward. No two people or situations are alike. Generalizations hold us back from learning and growing. We need to stand behind brave people who come forward to share their experiences. Mm. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't really... No. There's not really a lot of fault in it. Yeah, right. no. Posting no. it to stories is funny because I was that's, like, so I was like, scrink. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really makes it hard to read. I mean, that's that's a little, my like, phone like your phone like slips out of your hand. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I like, I mean, the only time I haven't liked Ariana is when she was talking about comedy in a really serious way. Yeah, but that was also the best argument that it's <laughs> ever. The, that was a really good I argument. I should watch this show. Ariana <laughs> and Kristen get into an argument no. about uh, comedy and Ariana <laughs> states... I take comedy very seriously. Okay, Matt. Mm, mm. That was good. Mm. We'll play but a clip. No one's we'll perfect. No one's perfect. Um, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, 
the show has been like heavily into slut shaming for a while. I feel like who can <laughs> who can forget Katie being like the whore over there? Do you remember about that Lala? scene? Yeah, no, about um about who was Sheena? it about Sheena? Yeah, oh, yeah. The whole show is about um basically women ostracizing women who date particular men. Right. Wow. <laughs> um, and then calling that woman a whore. What right. an incredible when program. Literally, it's like, can't you guys get along? You're all whores. <laughs> <laughs> and You're be, all whores in different ways. Like, to be and, fair to <laughs> Stassi, she did terrorize men also. <clears throat> like, I she, I was rewatching a scene with her and Jax, and it's pretty So she's crazy. like an equal opportunist, sure, but like, she, asshole. But I think she did it, like, a lot of the attention, a lot of the drama is... You know, amongst the women of Sir. Mm. Yes. Which <laughs> we Which is, love anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> Ellie and oh I God, were we both. Keep, like, coming yeah. back against the fact that we watch and enjoy the show. <laughs> Ellie and I were both <laughs> Sir waitresses for Halloween last year. Yeah, oh my God. It was, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew who we were. Wait, yeah, people really were just nice. like, oh, you're like skanks? And we're like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so since we've been talking about apologies a lot, a lot of celebrities are saying they're sorry. A lot of celebrities say they're sorry all the fucking time. I made a fun quiz. Yay. Wow. Lemonade out of lemons. (laughs) Um, So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to read the apology, then I'll read you three celebrities, and you will just guess which one it is, and then you don't have to guess the scandal, but if you do, you get extra points. I don't know what that means. doesn't matter. Ready? First one. I am a huge fan of the show Orange is the New Black, actress Uzo Aduba, and the character she has created. I already know. It certainly was never yeah. my intention to be disrespectful or demeaning to anyone in any way. I real, realized my costume hurt and offended people, and I truly apologize. A, Juliana Huff. B, Carrie Naba. C, Portia de Rossi. Julianne Huff. <laughs> that was Julianne Huff after she dressed up in blackface yes. uh, as... Crazy Eyes slash Suzanne of Orange is the New Black. Correct. A Next. really incredible moment in pop culture history. Um, so horrifying. <laughs> Very good. All right. An incredible moment, too, and, and nobody saying, did you think about this? Yeah, yeah. No one thinks. By, by incredible, I mean terrible. Yeah. No one fucking thinks. Okay. I love women. I absolutely adore women. I care about them. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother, you know, and I've never done this before and I will never, ever do it again. As a woman for women, I want to bring out who that woman is. I mean, that's my passion. I think I know. I still do this for over 40 years, as we know. I want women to feel like women and have that right. I had just come from a 14-hour plane trip. I walked into a situation that I wasn't prepared for in any circumstances whatsoever. Your choices are Donna Karen, Barbara Streisand, Sheryl Sandberg. A. Yeah, I think it's A. That Yes, that's from when she defended Harvey Weinstein for being a gross bad man. Uh, and then she was like, fuck, I made a mistake. All right. Um, we went out to dinner in Atlanta and we had one too many glasses of wine. And <laughs> we thought we were one. fine to drive and we absolutely were not. It's oh, completely unacceptable and we are so sorry and embarrassed. We know better and we shouldn't have done that. Okay, so for this one, it is A, Julia Roberts, B, Andy McDowell, C, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Reese? Yes. What is she apologizing for? When she like screamed at a cop or something. Yeah. She, yeah, got, she, <laughs> <laughs> she got pulled out. She got like a DUI yeah. and she, there's a video of her. She and her husband and she really went in on the cop. <laughs> well, isn't her, her like real name was like Laura Jean Spooner, yeah. I think. <laughs> and she was like, do you, Actually, you yeah. I'm now being arrested and handcuffed. Yep. Do you know my name, sir? Don't need to know. You don't need to know my name? Not quite yet. I'll get oh, that really? information. Okay. You're about to find out who I am. That's fine. I'm not real worried about you, ma'am. I done told you how things work. I've made several mistakes. I won't ever understand some of those things because of who I am. I will never understand, but I can educate myself, and that's what I'm trying to do along the way. Choices are Khloe Kardashian, Katy Perry, Kim Kardashian. Ooh. I know it's one of the Kardashians. Khloe? What do you think, Maddie? You say Khloe. I'm going to say Katy. We're going to split the difference. 
It's Katie. What? She was apologizing. So when she was promoting her latest album, Witness, she did that like 24-hour, like however the fuck long live stream. Like the 9,000-hour live stream to promote this album. And she was speaking to DeRay McKesson apologizing for her very for her colorful history of cultural appropriation including wearing cornrows and eating watermelon in a music video oh and also dressing as a geisha. Yeah. Uh, that after the geisha thing I remember she said something like what am I supposed to do just like do videos not, where I'm eating a just, hot dog? Yes, and everyone was geisha. like fuck you. Okay, here is the last one. Um I feel really bad that anyone was ever offended. I feel really bad that this was taken such a wrong way, and I genuinely feel like shit. Here are your choices. Kylie Jenner, Jonathan Cheban, Kendall Jenner. Kendall. Oh, yeah. It has to be Pepsi. Yes. Pepsi. Very good. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Oh, I remember that apology because it was so bad. She said it, like, on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, yeah. Um, and that is all. You guys actually did really well. Yeah. All right. Yay. We do pay an inordinate amount of attention to these things. (laughs) Thank you so much, Megan, for making such a fun quiz. Of course. I love to make quizzes. Quizmaster. Quizmaster. Thank you so much for uh, stepping in. Thank you for having me. When your two hosts have failed. (laughs) To, like, do their jobs. Thank you. (laughs) I had so much fun. (laughs) This has been so lovely. Despite the insult. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm. I mean... Yeah. The iTunes commenters are going to have a field day on this. <laughs> Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Ellie Sheckett. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Manana Mopiti is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>